Welcome, family, to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share this video podcast and hit the like button. This video podcast is available in three forms, audio, video, and as a written text in order for us to reach our audience. I cite all of my sources on my medium transcript under show and prove. I encourage my listeners to click on the link to my current medium transcript so that you can read my sources in real time and respond when we open up the discussion for Q&A. We are seeking contributors from people on my Facebook friends list and people in my social groups to be on our panel when we hold our virtual conferences on Zoom or on Facebook Live. The purpose to educate black people slash African people and others who are serious about solving black issues in America, solving African issues on the continent and throughout the diaspora, as well as to raise funds for our film project, Hood Liberator Made in Chicago, The War Against Willie Lynch Begins. I use this platform to interact with everyone on my friends list and everyone in my social group by giving black business owners free airtime to promote their products and services. I give people in the faith community an opportunity to share the gospel of Jesus Christ and ordinary law-abiding citizens an opportunity to share their special talents and skills to my listeners from around the globe. After the show, I offer my guest speakers an incentive by teaching them how to create their own podcast and YouTube channel to help them earn extra revenue during COVID-19. I also assist people on my friends list with creating basic websites, finding college scholarships and grants, housing and legal services all for free. I created GERCAM, the grassroots community activist movement, on November 11th of 1991 on a site called Gopher in order to connect with other like-minded black people, African people, and others who are serious about solving black issues in America, solving African issues on the continent, solving issues in the Caribbean, and solving issues in Brazil. I believe this new technology called the internet would help connect us together so that we can do great things on a domestic front and on a international front. So far we have raised $1,000. Our goal is to raise $500,000 so that we can be in a better position financially to hire a professional black production company or an African production company with quality actors. Without support from the black grassroots and the global African family, I am unable to do my job. I will continue to use my show every week until we are able to raise funds for our film project. I'm calling on all of my Christian group members in Light of the World Inspirational Group and Christian Spoken Word Network to pray that God will connect me with people who have the means to support our film project. Pray that my revised book will get on the bestsellers list. Pray that the Spirit of God will allow our film project to get fully funded and made in Jesus, Joshua's name.
If you got any value from our content, then please consider supporting our film project in three ways. They are as follows. One, through our virtual store. We provide merchandise such as COVID masks, coffee mugs, posters, handbags, and t-shirts. All proceeds will go toward our film project. Two, through our PayPal page. Rakaia Chicago, which is the Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago, is a faith-based community advocacy organization. Our mission is to eradicate urban violence in Chicago through arts, culture, commerce, and spiritual development. Donations can be used as a tax write-off for U.S. citizens because this is a legitimate 501c3 nonprofit organization. Three, you can also support our film project by purchasing my revised book, quote, The Solution for Black America, Reclaiming, Rebuilding, and Restoring the Urban Ghettos in America, second edition, which is available on my Amazon author page. I provide each website on my Medium transcript under Show and Prove. You can also find each website on my YouTube channel under About. If you are unable to to participate on the show, no worries. When you have a moment, please watch our latest video podcast or listen to our audio podcast and leave a public comment in the comment section on my YouTube page or on my Facebook page about the topic. Most of all, please share my information with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Get instructions on how to participate on the show. First, watch my video podcast. This is called Side A. After I finish my presentation, then I will open up the phone lines through Facebook Messenger. This is called Side B. You can interact with me in real time either by voice call, by clicking on the phone icon, or by video call, by clicking on the camera icon. Today, our topic for discussion are as follows. The Minority Coalition is Dead, Prioritizing the buffer classes over black Americans and how do we fix the black community? Our first topic, the, mo- the minority coalition is dead. I discussed this topic last week. I decided, decided to discuss this important case and should be a wake-up call to black Americans. Judge Regina Chu sentenced Kim Potter to only 24 months in jail. This is your minority coalition at work. We witness a white supremacist judge sympathizer, Judge Regina Chu, who got on this anti-black code and decided to reduce former road cop Kim Potter, sentenced to only two years for killing Deontay Wright. Black people in America have been thrown in jail for much longer over having a small amount of drugs on them. Family, this case is an example of why this minority coalition is dead. This is anti-black warfare. Last year we had all of these off-code black people running around talking about, quote, stop Asian hate, unquote. While these Asian white supremacist sympathizers are getting on code against us, There's a brother who has been sitting in jail for a while without bail, according to the New York Post. Quote, BLM protester charged with trying to intimidate judge 
in Dante Wright trial, unquote. We're on our own. We need to take on a unified front and stop looking for these non-existing allies. Kim Potter is sentenced to only 24 months in jail for killing Dante Wright. The prosecutor were trying to get Kim Potter seven years in prison. Let's go look back at the Latasha Harling's case and the Peter Ying case. I provide both cases on my medium transcript under show and proof if you would like more in depth um, to, to read about it. In the case of Peter Yang, the Asian community was protesting not because some injustice happened to Peter Yang, but because they didn't want him to go to prison for killing an unarmed black man. Dr. Claude Anderson said the worst thing black people did was to allow other groups to latch on to our struggle and claim that they have suffered just as much as us. No other racial group in America was enslaved for 250 years, followed by Jim Crow and systematic racism. Immigrants chose to come to America. Our ancestors were forced here against their will. I believe the worst thing that happened to black America was allowing the financial elites to, to select our black leaders who are from the Boule crowd. Those who are given high position, which translates black faces in high places. The financial elites have imported white supremacist sympathizers. Let's keep it 100. Immigrants who come to America are looking for a better life for themselves and their families. They are not coming here to contribute to black America. The main reason why things are like this keep happening is because of this Willie Lynch mentality, a form of narcissism, and not focusing on the collective. We have to cut out, cut our ties with other groups and focus on getting our house in order first before we allow guests into our space. The financial elites have all allowed illegal, illegal immigrants to flood this land. They are bringing Afghan refugees, Arabs, Asians, East Indians, and Europeans to compete for resources against DAS, descendants of American slaves. Their goal is to erase and replace us. The Democratic Party have created sanctuary cities for illegal immigrants. The Biden administration has passed federal hate crime bills for Asians. I need black Americans to pay close attention to these two cases. In Oregon, politicians set aside $62 million dollars for COVID-19 relief fund for black businesses. Yet a white man and a Latino man sued to stop black businesses from obtaining the funds based on racial discrimination. The government tried to give resources to black farmers. White farmers sued to stop black farmers from obtaining resources based on race, racial discrimination. Black people need to start filing discrimination lawsuits against each state because black people have also suffered during the pandemic. The Obama administration elevated the gay agenda while 
black people were getting killed left and right. The Biden administration is attempting to elevate the buffer classes in order to neutralize the black votes. We have to show these other groups that side with white supremacists there will be financial consequences. If we if we're able to stay on code, it's not enough to just be upset. We as a group have to stop patronizing their place of businesses, which is their beauty supply stores and their restaurants because of this judge, we have to send a message. If the Kyle Chicago was up and running, we would call for a nationwide boycott against all Asian businesses until this judge is removed out of office. This judge is supported by major corporations in America. Let's take a look at who's supporting Judge Regina Chu. First, go to my Medium transcript page and click on the, the link. Then scroll down to public records and click on the link then scroll down to secu securities to see all of the companies that support her these are major corporations that citizen united allow corporations to donate to political campaigns this is one reason why there is so much corruption in america these judges are bought and paid for by the financial elites the Montgomery bus boycott was a good example of sending a message to those in power. They had had no choice but to make changes in the law. I believe black people should have created their own bus company. The main problem in black America is we have become too comfortable with our oppression. Today we are failing our ancestors by supporting a political party that does not have our best interests. If we as a people don't deal with this Willie Lynch mentality within black society, then we're finished in America. Leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, please share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our second topic, prioritizing the buffer classes over black Americans. The financial elites, five-decade-long campaign to replace black Americans and place us under the buffer classes of immigrants has come to pass. I found an article from NPR entitled, One in Ten Black People in the U.S. Are Immigrants, unquote. The buffer, classes, the buffer class strategy is bearing fruit. Please read the article and check the data to understand what I'm talking about. I touch on this issue in my revised book. This Willie Lynch mentality is going to be the end of us in America if we don't act soon. We are only 12% of the population, and within that 12%, I predict only 2% of the black people in America think outside the box like me. It is essential that DAS, descendants of American slaves, raise the bar in black America for our children's sake. Black people have to get serious about creating an economic base, which is the black community. It's not enough to complain about the issues, but rather get on code with other like-minded brothers and sisters around the United States of America. 
the financial elites are using other groups to replace us in the workforce and to keep us economically disenfranchised. If we don't build our own economy, then we're going to end up being a permanent underclass. Black America, you have to, you have a choice, either embrace annihilation or embrace survival. I don't have another 30 years to waste. My film project is my last attempt to try to do something positive for my racial group in America. Leave a public comment on my Facebook page and on my YouTube channel. Most of all, please share this podcast with your friends. This will help get the ball rolling. Our third topic, how do we fix the black community? When I created the grassroots community activist movement, my focus was on connecting with other like-minded black people, African people, who was interested in improving the social conditions in the black community. Our objective was to create two fronts, a domestic front and an international front. The domestic front would focus on improving the black community within the United States of America, starting in Chicago. The international front is in such places as Africa, the Caribbeans, and Brazil. At this time, we only had something called message board. We discussed creating a global black African infrastructure in order to replace the 500-year destruction of black people in our land by the financial elites. Social integration in America has failed. We, as a collective, will never become assimilated in the United States of America. Black people who have embrace integration, then you have to give up your culture. This is why the HBCUs are in trouble with getting funding. Notice this only happens when black people have authority over our institutions. Before integration, we had functional communities. Since since integration, our communities is being gentrified left, right, and centered. The little community we have left is being destroyed by hardened criminals, black politicians, and urban terrorists. On the evening news, we hear about failing school systems, high unemployment and carjacking, or the increased murder rate. The worst of our community dominates dominates the traditional black community in mainstream media. The suburbs are becoming a refuge, refugee camp for black America. We can't just go back to the hood and rebuild. It doesn't work that way. People like me, who was mocked and overlooked, many of them gave up on the idea of saving black America. Look at my situation. 30 years online and offline reaching out to local black businesses and churches to work with me and turning my vision and plan into a reality, yet they refuse. And we see so many of our young people are being slaughtered here in Chicago alone. Since 2001, over 4,000 people has been killed in Chicago alone. It's unacceptable. After 15 years of being overlooked and rejected, I wrote and published my experience in my revised book, Yet it is barely selling. Now my focus is on turning my story into a docudrama in order to reach the black masses and generate the capital I need to hire my staff and purchase property in Chicago, Africa, and the Caribbean.
Since Black America has rejected my vision and plan for the past 30 years, my organization will be membership-based. None of my members would never have to endure such foolishness that I had just for trying to do something positive in the in the um, black community. Those who are not part of the grass, Grassroots Community Activist Institute of Chicago, we will only pray for them, show them tough love, and keep it moving. I refuse to allow my members to live in urban war zones. We will do the best we can to improve black America, but our main purpose is to reconnect the diaspora with continental Africans from my African group called Gurkai of, of Africa so that we can do international trade among ourselves. We will raise the bar in black America, Africa, the Caribbean, and Brazil. There is no real black unity because of this Willie Lynch mentality within black society. California and New York is too expensive for black people to live. In California, black people are 8% of LA's residents, yet they make up 40% of the homeless population. Wake up, black America. Gary is a failed city while Detroit is on its deathbed. Black people allowed this to happen because we did not want to preserve what we had. The, the black baby boomers believed that social integration was supposed to fix the problems in black America. But they were wrong. I mentioned this in my revised book, how the financial elites divided us based on social class, religion, and political affiliation. When the black middle class relocated to the white suburbs, it made the black community vulnerable. The financial elites flooded the black community with drugs, guns, and liquor stores. This gave rise to hardened criminals, black gangs, and urban terrorists. The financial elites are the same people who enslaved our ancestors and made all of their wealth. These same people are still in charge of our fate in America. After 1865, when American slavery was somewhat over, they created slavery in the back door called convict leasing. This was a system of forced penal labor that was practiced in the South. They drew volunteer labor from the prison population and has been instituted in the 13th Amendment of the United States Constitution, which abolished slavery and involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a crime. Our ancestors should have had a mass exodus away from America, but they didn't for various reasons, because they didn't have the resources to leave. So, Anyway, 400 years, we still have no real power as to who can immigrate here or who can start a business in our community. I'm not going to turn my back on my ancestors. They were American slaves. I am a part of them. They didn't have a choice, but they knew one day that people like me would were going to come along and vindicate them. I don't have respect for anyone who does who does not love their African roots or who does not connect with his or her African homeland. We're all catching hell from the financial elites because there is no black 
African infrastructure on earth until now. This is what I'm trying to start. This is why I'm getting so much resistance. This is why it's taken me 30 years. But the Holy Spirit is the power of the Lord. And when when he um, grants me the uh, green light and bless me with the resources, it's on. But uh, until then, all I can do right now is just keep praying and keep doing these shows until God touched the people's hearts. Because God worked through people. It, that's just how it is. If it was up to me, this organization would have been up and running. Believe that. This is why our Christian business is so important. We need more skilled training. And we need our youth involved. In our inner cities across the United States, the financial elites targeted the black family. First through the so-called war on property, then through the war on drugs, which gave rise to the mass incarceration, prison pipeline industrial complex. The financial elites love to see the division and destruction of the black family, but today is a new day. We have to get serious about our culture. Our aim is to strengthen the black family by promoting traditional marriages, improving the black community by providing quality programs and services through our black media component we will create positive images of black people doing great things in the community and throughout the diaspora leave a public comment on my facebook page and on my youtube channel most of all please share this podcast with your friends this will help get the ball rolling um, again thank you for listening to this podcast um if I'm unable to come up with topics, then I won't do the show. But um, for now, I'm, I'm going to make a commitment to try to do the show every week. Um, I encourage all of my listeners, especially people that's on my Facebook friends list and people that's in my social groups, please leave a public comment and share my information with your friends. Again, that's going to help get the ball rolling. The best way to support our film project, like I say, is in three ways. You can purchase my revised book, you can purchase items from our virtual store, or you can leave a direct donation through our PayPal page. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm asking. The goal is to reach 500000 so that way... Um, it will help put me in a better position financially to um, do business with a production company. I'm going to reach out to the black um, production companies first. It would be nice if they would be on standby now, but it is what it is. But um, I'm going to reach out to them, and then I'm going to also reach out to African um, production companies. But bottom line, we're going to get this. We're going to get through this. Uh, this film is not just about myself, it's about group members. Those of you that um, donated so far that $1,000, thank you. you. You're building this organization. And if you want to stay behind the scene like Sister Renee, that's cool too. I want you to know that you're appreciated and uh, whenever you want to move from behind um, the scenes, let me know. Because I do want to share that limelight. This organization is going to be run different from other black organizations because I take this personal. Um, I'm raising that bar based on my experience. 
that was unnecessary for me to have to go through uh, 30 years of being overlooked and rejected for trying to uh, create something positive in the black community. It's silly and it's insane. And it doesn't make sense. But again, I understand this is spiritual warfare at its best. And so that's why the, the uh, Holy Spirit is um, using my my story to be uh, become um, I would say a miracle in the 21st century. That's what we want to uh, push for, doing something productive, constructive to teach our young people um, to follow our lead, not all that negativity. Dying um, before 21 is not something to uh, be proud of. Making fast money is not something to be proud of if you have to, if it's blood money or if it's hurting people. Yes, it's a long time, um, 30 years, but this means that I'm dedicated. And this is my story. And this organization is going to belong to uh, my members. And if you're a member, then that's cool. But we are going to move from behind this computer. We're grateful, you know, that it started out online. But we're not... um, going to cower behind a a computer. We want to make our uh, presence known. We want to get out there and compete. But we want to teach our young people and give them an opportunity to be a part of this because after all, this is for them. This is what they're going to have to build. And I'm going to teach them. And I don't want to spend another 30 years behind a computer. I'm going to do my best. So once we get it popping here in Chicago, I'm going to turn it over. But 